today on Android's Dungeon, Oscars, Twilight Imperium 3, I'm Jack, I'm Joel, keep listening. So last night, biggest night of the year for media. Am I right, Joel? Ooh, it seems like seems like I'm the only one, but uh, <laughs> at least somebody was watching. I say watching. I think Joel was watching, and I was listening to Joel watching, so kind of responding in a sense. But you know what? You nailed it a couple times where you just said, "Oh, what was that Iranian uh, short documentary?" <laughs> I, I don't think it was short. Doc- it was the salesman. Yeah, the, that flick, and it's just well, it's. it's it's all politics, Joel. Short feature. Short feature. Yeah. I heard it was good. I didn't see it, of course, which is kind of the main problem this year for me was I saw three of them. I saw Arrival, Hell or High Water, and La La Land. Those were the three of the, the I guess, the nominations or the, the big movies of the year that I actually made it out to see, whereas you... Well, every year I, uh, I try to watch them all. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What, what compels you to do this? Well, I... A couple of reasons. One, I know there's always going to be a couple that sneak in there that are, are there for political political reasons, and it's always a little bit disappointing when you queue up a nominee and you just think, well, this is a really poorly created film, but obviously it had to get the nod. Um, but for the most part, um, they're not bad movies. Like it's, it's rare that there's actually a bad movie that's there. I think, which was I was talking to my uh, coworker about this, and he. He was using Birdman as an example, and I think it's brought up a lot recently because it's one of the more recent ones, but it's like, I love Birdman. I thought it was incredible when I saw it, but it's one of these real movies that you think, oh, man, I wonder if anyone will think about this one later on or do it, which I, I think they would. It's a cool movie to watch and take apart, and, and I think it's a really well-made movie, but is it like a legendary flick of any sort? Well, you know, I thought it was a, a, a you know, a two-thirds of the way up, decent film, all the way up into the end, and the end was spectacular. I remember <laughs> just Gemma Stone looking up. Oh, yeah, what does it mean? What, yeah. what am I supposed to take from this? Did he leap through his death, or did he fly away like the superhero he, he may or may not have been? Because know. the whole buildup of the film is is this guy's living a dream world. Yeah. And then in the end, what happens? there's a little question mark. Right? Well, it's kind of like, uh, do you remember, uh, I believe it's the uh, being there, which is this... Um, uh, what's his name? Mr. Pink Panther, uh, Inspector Clouseau, the, the the English comedian right, from. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on. It. Anyway, John Cleese. No, not John Cleese. Uh, silly Walkman. What's his name? Anyway, it ends with uh, him kind of like walking on water at one point, which is a really on the nose sort of uh, take on this sort of idiot savant character. But it's like, oh. It's kind of a little magical, magical realism that made its way in there. But anyway, that's enough about the old stuff. Let's yeah, let's talk about the winners. So Joel has this thing he does every year. Tell us about it, Joel. Well, uh, it's pretty uh, straightforward. You can pick your wins and challenge your friends and see who does the best. Okay. Uh, every year running, uh, my wife and I have done it, and I've beaten her consistently. It's important to point out that he wins. Yeah. He's a winner. I'm a winner. Uh, so last night we did, uh, there's no exception, right? So I've got all my picks here. Okay. Let's run down some of the big ones. All right. Best picture. Let's, let's start big. Well, right away. All right. All right. Best picture, obviously, was going to be La La Land, right? Yeah. Everyone thought so. It was a lock. You got any tunes from La La Land? 
Um, I think we might be able to do something for that. Uh, let's play. Uh, let's play this song from La La Land. Give us a second here. It's a nice song. Did win. Best song. Okay. Uh, interesting thing about that, the same writer, or composer, wrote both songs. <laughs> for which one? Uh, so, La La Land was in uh, for Edition, mm -hmm. which is also called The Fools Who Dream, and also for Cities of Stars. So he was actually up against himself uh, I see. for the Oscar. So he didn't win. But he won. <laughs> but he won. <laughs> so he, he lost and won at the same time. It's pretty good. Not many people. Well, I guess a few guys can say that at the Oscars. Yep. Um, all right. So best picture, obviously. Best picture was going to be City of Stars, right? Yeah. It's uh, wait. Hold La on a La second. Land. That's not right. Ah. Uh, wait. Hold on. Did you see the? Did you see the clip? We lost, by the way. Just comes up out of nowhere. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We lost, by the way. Oh, that, that's I didn't see the clip. I just see I, I saw the the stills from it where there's this bald producer guy kind of coming up and he grabs the mic. He's like, uh, everyone. Uh. <laughs> no, it was actually somebody from uh, from La La Land who got the envelope, I guess, and and somebody had shown him and he came over and said, "I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. This is not a joke." And uh, what <laughs> happened was they gave they gave the announcer the envelope for best actress and he saw it said. Emma Stone, um, La La Land, and he paused, and then the the woman he was with was just just said La La Land. She saw the film and read it out. Oh, so Faye Dunaway saw the uh, yeah, just looked at the title as opposed to <laughs> wasn't his fault. No, <laughs> <laughs> whose fault was it? Uh, but Moonlight. Blame. Oh man, I got to tell you how it happened. Okay. Um. So after I left your place. Uh, I still needed to go to the airport to pick up my wife from uh, from her flight, uh, but the best actor wasn't even announced yet. Best actress wasn't even announced yet, and then it was going to be best picture. And uh, so what I did was I I put it on Bluetooth and I streamed it <laughs> through my data to listen to <laughs> oh, best actress, best picture. Yeah. And when best picture was announced for La La Land, I thought, well, you know. Fine, it's fine, it's a decent film. Yeah, yeah. And then when everything got worked out and they, they announced, I just freaked out. I was, oh my God! And I'm yelling as I'm driving down the street and passing cars. And, Woo! And, you know, the Oscars are great again. Oh, <laughs> because. Uh, you know what? It was it was a very small film. It didn't have much money. It was an indie movie. Yeah. Um, but you could just tell it was just something special. For the record, I haven't seen Moonlight. I know nothing about Moonlight beyond the. I see the poster and it looks like there's it's for split personality or something with three different uh, people on there. But it was good. Joel, you endorse it. That's all I had going as well going into watching the film, mm -hmm. and I watched it the day before the Oscars, mm -hmm. and I was La La Land all the way up until I saw it and something all right well I, I do have to give it a look and for the record too i didn't hate la la land it's it's i think it's still a good movie it's just uh it seemed to be a, kind of like the go-to because you have two uh, very pretty uh hollywood stars singing and dancing their way across hollywood but 
it, on the surface, I think it's it's a fairly bland movie. But when you, I think when you dig into it, there's a more, little bit more to it. But is it a great movie? I don't know. Would you want to watch La La Land again? Maybe I just enjoyed the melancholy. It's very melancholic. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, some other big ones. Uh, one huge shock for me, Casey Affleck as best actor. Now, why was this shocking to you? Because wasn't everyone saying that, oh, this is a lock for him? Because you, you, you were a Denzel man. You thought he... All the way. Yeah. Fences blew me away uh, with the acting. I mean, it wasn't a very interesting film. It was kind of like a one act. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the characters in it really came alive. Yeah. And you could see, I mean, the Best Supporting Actress did go to Viola Davis. Yeah. And basically, she's just backing him up. Yeah. As he goes off on all of these riffs. So I thought it was I thought it was a sure thing. But Casey Affleck, I don't know, he it was a bit morose and just kinda Well it's kind of the didn't do much. I didn't again, didn't see Manchester by the Sea. My uh, my mother saw it and she liked it. I think she thought it was very sad. Uh but it's kind of like the you enter this uh what my friend and I call the Bill Murray morose territory where it's you can take somebody and I'm not saying that it's easy acting. Acting's very tough when you actually try to do it, but you can you can take somebody and you can just make them look sad and kind of mope their way through stuff. And if you're you're pretty good at it, you can trick a lot of people into being a better actor than you maybe are because you're kind of a little, you're just you're feeling sad. And you don't well, have to say much. Well, that's the thing is you don't actually have to respond to anything. You, you just, just look sad. Like close your eyes. on the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially something brutal like Manchester, from my understanding of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I had... I made a mistake in best actor in a supporting role. I picked my man Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> your your heart got over your went to your head here. I I'll be honest, I didn't know which actor Marshall Ali was in Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was his friend. It was actually uh his sort of mentor in the beginning of the film who was spectacular. I loved him in you'll know him from House of Cards. Maybe. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're saying if you hadn't gone with the dude, you would have gone with him or Charlotte. Sure. If I had known who he was. If you'd known who he was. I would have gone with him. Not exactly a household name, though. Nope. Never heard of his name before. I had just seen him act. Okay. And I said, I love this guy. All right. So we're going to take a quick little musical interlude, and then we'll be back with some talk about some uh, slightly more uh, esoteric <laughs> stuff than the Oscars. So stay tuned. So that was the music from La La Land. Uh, whoops, sorry, Ron again. That was Moonlight's uh, morose main theme. Um, so yesterday, Joel and I participated in uh, a bit of an extravaganza called uh, in board gaming worlds. Like it's enough to make you stop and like anyone who knows anything will usually say, "Ooh, really? That that's what you spent your time doing?" Which is Twilight Imperium Three. Um, eight people. So that's about. How long? An hour a person, supposedly? Yeah, they say uh, six hours and then add 
45 minutes per person that you add on. Oh, it's that. supposed to be six hours base and then add exactly. time on top. Oh, okay. That explains my <laughs> unrealistic time frame. Uh, it's funny you should mention um, that people will go, ooh, yeah. when you've watched it. Because that's basically what uh, our friend said to us at the end was, at least I can say <laughs> I've played it. So it, it's more of a just, it's like a... A status thing almost like to be able to say oh I played uh, Twilight Imperium should we set it up how many what what level of uh, <laughs> knowledge should we have let's assume nobody's ever heard of Twilight Imperium let's it's set it up board game street cred okay um, so yeah Twilight Imperium 3 third edition I've never even heard of the other two apparently Jack has um, is a space opera is what they call it it's a mix of space politics space combat and a, just this massive 4X space. Explain what 4X uh, is quickly. 4X is a giant map where you travel across. How, how would you define it? Well, what does 4X stand for, Joel? Come on. No idea. Expand, exploit, exterminate, and I don't remember the fourth. Explore. <laughs> Explore, that's it. So those are the 4Xs. Typically, if you see a hex, it means 4X in some shape or another. Makes sense, makes sense. But anyway, sorry, continue. Space Opera 4X. Exactly. So you go around and you take over planets. You've got little plastic figurines that cost a certain amount of resources, which you'll gather from those planets. Uh, so basically, the more planets you have, the bigger army you can make. And the bigger army you have, the more planets you can get. So yeah, so on the surface, it's just like moving. It, most people would say, I guess, if you walked by and say, oh, it's like space risk. Because you're throwing dice, you've got little plastic things, and they're moving from one spot to another. But what would you say separates it from just well, basic risk? I think the dice rolls are a very small part of a much larger game. Also, you've got to consider the fact that um, everybody's building a tech tree at the same time, technology tree, and all of those upgrades, those decisions that you make, actually do affect the dice rolls as well. So it's, it's more just... With risk, let's take, for example, you're just throwing dice. There's nothing to do. If you have more soldiers moving to one space, ostensibly your odds should be better about taking that space. Whereas with TI3, what you should be doing is you should be, not, because every character has a different sort of galactic race with different advantages and disadvantages. Actually, do any? Yeah, I guess some have disadvantages. So you should be building your strategy around this. And Joel, unfortunately, this time didn't get to play because it's, it caps out at eight. And we had dined, so Joel was a big enough man <laughs> to uh, lend his support to a friend of ours. Well, that's another thing about Twilight Imperium is you just can't come to a game and expect for somebody to teach you the rules. Uh, it is very intense, and the rule book is massive, uh, and it takes a lot to kind of get familiar with the mechanics and the and the rounds and everything that comes into it. So there's a certain expectation that you're going to show up. Uh, having read at least part of the rules and having watched a few tutorials. Yeah, and we had somebody who was a bit short-sighted. And did you really notice, like, was there a difference? Was he asking stuff that was like, if you had watched a video, you wouldn't be asking those questions? Because even though I've, I've read the, I own the bloody game, I've read the rule book a couple times, I've played it once before, I'm still asking the fellow next to me a bunch of questions. That, you know, we had people that had played 10 times and they still couldn't agree on. Yeah, it's, that's the problem. Is, like, how big is the rule book? It's about 50 pages. Yep. And there's still, like, we're deferring to the internet, looking for people who to answer questions about certain kind of... Uh, Not to mention there's two other books. Yeah, exactly. The expansions. So there's two expansions for the game. And uh, 
But it is an epic game. We, I got destroyed pretty early because I was, I didn't know what I'm doing. Next time it'll be different, I swear, I promise to you. But um, it was an experience and that's the best way to describe it as opposed to just uh, plopping down and playing something, uh, another game. You have to dedicate a day to it, but what would you think about um, doing it sort of uh, an ongoing style where you'll, you'll put in two hours uh, and leave it out? It's, it, it could work. It would be nice to do it at a place where you could actually leave things out without cats destroying the board when you're not looking or, or a certain work environment where I know a lot of people play games at lunch or on those sorts of breaks and they can leave things set up uh, in certain areas and kind of do it, which I've always told uh, uh, you should do it, your place of business, because <laughs> it seems like I'd you got some to. space to set yeah. stuff up. But on that note, we're going to call today on this demo version of Android's Dungeon and... Hopefully you'll tune in next week to hear us ramble on more about movies, music, games, etc. So we're going to leave you with a bit of music and have a nice night. Thanks for listening.